0: Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Lauren Marks.
1: Hey, you got it right. And my name is Michelle Moss and welcome to our podcast. We are so happy to have you with us. Um, How is it feeling being Lauren
0: Marks? You're getting better at saying your name. Good. That's the sad part. Our listeners probably like, oh, she can't even say her name right. But for those that don't know, if you're new around here, I recently got married. So I'm learning to say my new name, Lauren Marks. Yeah.
1: And it's always Everything new takes a while to adjust to, which is sort of what we wanted to talk about related to what we want to talk about today. So we wanted to talk about resistance, re- resistance to growth, resistance to moving forward, resistance to our better version of ourselves. And so there's this little quote I found that said, resisting
0: resistance leads to growth. So what does that mean to you, Lauren? Well, the first thing that came up When you brought up the topic of resistance, to me, I feel most resistance in things that just are uncertain, the new, that taking the risk and putting myself out there, trying something I've never done before can feel scary. Mm-hmm. it's it's uncomfortable
1: even the uncertainty mm-hmm. but even a little bit of uncomfortableness you know and I have friends that thrive on the uncertainty and the newness like my friend Ray who tries everything and does all these different things and she's not afraid I mean I remember going ziplining with her and she was terrified of heights and we're going from tree to tree and her helmet was all askew and she'd get to the next tree and hug the tree but she kept doing it and when we were done she's like yeah I would do that again haven't done it again with her yet, but that's something that's on a list of something we would do again. But if we resist, we're missing out on our growth. We're missing out on our potential, whether it's trying something like ziplining or trying a new business venture or public speaking. You know, we just had a recent guest um, who uh, had a stutter and then didn't let that hold her back from being a public speaker. She could have resisted that and never done that. Um, But so moving through resistance, we're going to talk about some coping, but also we have to move away from what's easy, right? That comfortable, familiar feeling to push beyond and gravitate towards things that are harder. Um, Harder meaning if it's new, it's, it's going to be a little bit harder, right? So tell me something that you've done that has pushed you. The harder stuff, not take the easy way or the easy work.
0: Oh, yeah. Any anything I say yes to, honestly, where I feel that um, anxiety feeling show up in my body, whether it's even presenting on Zoom to somebody else's community, mainly the mainly the spots where I have to fully be seen. Now I'm kind of over like if I go do a new class and kind of look a little silly, like not knowing what I'm doing. I'm kind of okay with that. It's still it's still sharing my voice and just fully being seen is still scary to me,
1: which I think is funny because we do a podcast. We've done this for 4 years, but we're not seen, we're heard. But in your mind that's a different thing. Doesn't matter how many hundreds of people have listened to our podcast. That's yeah. listening and it's not eye eye to eye face to face, which is where you're saying is still a difficult spot for you.
0: Yeah, I don't know why. It's like I feel like something just takes over my brain and I have a harder time articulating really what I want to come out. I feel like it's getting better, but it's definitely still a fear, but it goes back to old things that I'm working through, um, in breath work and just really diving deep into some of those limiting beliefs that I used to have that still love to show up of like not wanting to be wrong
1: mm-hmm.
0: or you're, you're not good enough. Right. Yeah. It's- as much that of just, I don't know why, like, I fear, like, what I'm saying is someone going to judge what I'm saying? Are they going to, you know, combat that, but that's also okay too. We can have different opinions. So just working on some of that and like the things that I share, these are my beliefs, my learnings, Mm -hmm. and I'm just here to help people that want to also step into that better version of themselves. Yeah. So give yourself some grace.
1: Oh, grace is always a good thing. That's part of on the list of how do we cope with this? We give ourselves grace because some things we try are not going to be hundred percent successful or especially the first time we do it. And, and that goes to what I've said to myself. If I've had to present at the Altman women's board or for women's impact or one of the groups I've been involved in, I say, yes, I'm going to do this speaking engagement or I'll, you know, announce this recipient of a whatever. And it scares the life out of me. And as you know, it sounds like a great idea when it's two months away. Oh yeah, I'll do that. And then a couple of days before I'm freaking out and I'm thinking, why do I say yes to these things? Why am I doing this? Why do I, why can't I just have this like life where I'm not keep, I don't keep doing these things. And then I do the thing. And afterwards I'm thinking, wow, that's why, because I'm growing and it felt good. And it's good once it's over with, and I can then look back on what did I learn? What can I do different? But overcoming that resistance can breed to courage and, and raises our level of faith and self-confidence. Like every time I've done something that was hard, I've come out feeling more confident,
0: even if I didn't do it the best that it could have been done. Another thing that helps me do the scary things is one, I have two daughters and I always, and even for my community of women, like for coaching, I want to go first. I want to show other women and my daughters what's possible when you do the scary things. So often I don't make it about me. I make it about like, okay, let's link arms and do this hard shit together.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It does help to have, and we talked about this a little bit too before Um
1: being surrounded by people that are going to be encouraging because when I was going to start my nonprofit, I went and asked somebody, I knew a male, um an attorney who, who was going to give me some advice. And basically he patted me on the head and said, oh, this is going to be too hard to start a nonprofit. There's so many hoops you have to jump through. So then I got together with my group of women and the youngest girl in the room, who's a, you know, a Akron U student, Alyssa says, well, what about using the seed program? You can start a nonprofit in that way and they do all the work and it doesn't cost you anything. Well, that was that young girl who didn't have any experience other than she's a college student. She's very bright to bring that to light, which worked. And I used that instead of, I could have, I could have gone into the resistance. Oh, it's too hard. I can't do this. I'm not going to do this. But instead I, okay, I didn't, I didn't get a yes from him or didn't get help from him, but I went to another Avenue plan B. That's another way to, to move through resistance is have a plan B that way didn't work, but this other way did work. And again, looking at who I'm surrounding myself with, and even learning, and I say this to any client that comes into my office, I will learn from every client, whether they're three years old or one hundred and three. I will learn from every client something that maybe I'll help another client with. Well, I can learn from everybody that's in my life. This Alyssa is was a college student, is still a college student and brought that to the table and has led to this help
0: in getting this nonprofit to where it's at, right? Yeah, and because you're open to hearing ideas, right. Which I think another way you could do that is making sure you have those people in your life that you can have the conversation ask the uncomfortable questions and and get some different feedback get different brainstorm different ways to approach something you might think it was this way and it could be a totally different way right but that's thinking outside the box too
1: and mm-hmm.
0: and i always say you know when
1: when we get together with our meetings um Oh, we have a kelly my friend kelly's running our gala committee because we're we have our gala coming up next april and she has this group of women put together and she does a great job of running this but all these different people have such great ideas that i would never ever come up with on my own but when you start sitting in a group in a think tank kind of setting and all of a sudden the ideas are just going and one leads to another leads to another and and you know eventually it's just like wow I can't believe we accomplished this. You can accomplish so much more in a group of like-minded people than you can on your own, not saying that you don't have great ideas, but bringing that to, you have a great idea, a kernel, and bring it to the table and it becomes this big thing. But again, if we're resistant to sharing our ideas or we're resistant to collaborating with a group of people, then we're not going to ever move forward.
0: Yeah. And don't have resistance to asking questions because i think i used to be like that not want to raise my hand but maybe have five in my head <laughs> if i was doing something someone else there's going to have the question someone else there's probably thinking it and doing the same thing you're doing and they always
1: say they always say if you have a question in your head there there you guarantee there's somebody else in the room with that question and another yeah. thing when you say asking questions that's great another thing that we need to do is ask for help you know women are notorious for saying Oh, I just didn't want to ask for help or we'll say, Hey, let me know what I can do to help. And then, and I've been guilty of this. Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Well, are we good? We can ask for help. Right. Mm -hmm. But that's something we've been somehow ingrained in us. We, we should be able to do it all. We should be able to figure it all out and do it all. Sometimes we need to stop and say, Hey, you know what? I really need some help with this. So if somebody in your group, in your core group, your people says, can I help you with anything? Or how can I support you? If there's something they can do, then let them do it because it helps them feel good too. Take some of you yeah. and it helps them feel good. So even not asking for help can be resistance because you can't do it all on your own. So Absolutely. as far as getting through resistance, we've we've talked about a couple different things. You know, another thing is being open to constructive criticism. If somebody's giving you help then or support or maybe has a suggestion, being open to that growth. But as far as the coping, you've talked about breath work you know, what else, what, how does that help you move through resistance?
0: Through a breathwork session, especially when I'm really thinking on something, maybe bigger, like zooming out on like, oh, I think this is my limiting belief. When I go into breath, often it gives me a different insight of maybe something deeper, something more from my past, something I haven't really healed yet. And a lot of times those deeper blocks will come up and that Allows me then that space to be like, okay, this is something I still need to work on. And also shows me sometimes where the resistance is in my body. Like sometimes I feel it different places.
1: But I guess and also using that breath work keeps you calm so that you can recognize yeah. some of the scary, hard trauma that you're not addressing because it's been avoided.
0: You know, because yeah, it does help the- with your nervous system.
1: Yes, it's 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 reducing that cortisol level, it's reducing that auto immune, I mean, auto response. Um, so breath work is good. And, and we've talked about mindfulness and being in the moment and being, you know, allowing ourselves to be experiencing what's going on, what we're feeling. Um, well,
0: now that I've done breath work for a while now, now, before I even go into like, say going into a bigger room for networking, even still kind of gets me a little going and I will find ways, like I'll just sit in my car before I go in And slow my breathing down for a while. Because if you notice going into some of those scary times, like your heart will start beating faster or you'll breathe a little like heavier and faster. So I kind of now use those tools knowing like, okay, this is something that makes me a little nervous still. Like let's slow down before getting in the room. And, you know, we even do that before we hop on here. We've done this. I don't even
1: know hundreds and hundreds of times now, but we still, okay, are we ready? We're going to, we're going to hit play. We take a couple deep breaths. And even that small version is getting ourselves centered to be in this moment. Um, and we both talk about journaling and how helpful that can be. If even in your moments of breath work, when something comes up, maybe writing it down and then exploring that deeper in your writing exercises, you know, yeah,
0: I always journal. Yeah.
1: And I also, for me, sometimes you know, if it's not breath work, it maybe it's prayer. So I, for me, prayer and devotions can center me and help me think bigger than myself. You know, this I'm just a tiny little piece in this whole world, but um, connecting to something that's bigger than me can be very helpful as well. So, you know, working through those things in those ways to allow us to move through the scary, uncomfortable, uncertain pieces. So we can continue to grow, whether it's trying a new activity, like I said, or trying a new business or making new friends, plugging into a new community. Those things can be very scary and resistance can hold us back. But then on the flip side of it, if we push through the resistance, what a much more fulfilling
0: and, and bigger life we can have. Absolutely. I've already, I don't know, even now it's like, If you are big on setting goals and you want to keep doing the next thing, it's like really allowing yourself to pause and see the accomplishments you've had and and be freaking proud. I think it's like you hear, I don't know, from my past that maybe it was being a girl and just when I was younger is like, if you were actually proud of yourself and were confident or self-love, all those things. Like, I always felt like, oh, well, then you just have a big ego or something, you know? And instead it's like, no, damn it. If you're listening to this podcast, take a minute and journal back of all your accomplishments and be proud, celebrate them. So that way, as you keep moving through it, they don't go unrecognized. Right. And, and also when you, the next thing,
1: right? And when you recognize them, that overcoming leads to more growth. When we recognize that I have gotten through this, this, or this, or overcome this, this, or this, then the resistance is less because if I can get through that, and I use this with my clients, I can get through the next
0: thing, whatever that thing is. Which oh, is- trust me, that was a big one for me. Being divorced with babies, I was like, "Well, damn! If I can do this, I can do anything."
1: Yeah, and even for us looking at. Are what we've already done. And we never thought we were going to do all these things. And it, if we would have said to ourselves four years ago, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. You're going to do this. We would have been like, we just wanted to do one, one podcast.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. There can always be a, a, Well, I think this was a good lesson for all of us today is
1: to keep pushing through resistance to get to the next version of ourselves, the best version of ourselves, which never ends. So what's your final thoughts on this?
0: One other thing I think is so important for listeners to hear, because I need it, you need it, we do this together, is the accountability piece. If you know that you're going to be doing these scary things that are going to have you have some resistance around them. Find those like-minded friends, find the communities, build that so you can tell each other to hold each other accountable because sometimes saying it out loud can be just as scary because you're like, just in case I don't do it, then I'm afraid to put it out there, but put it out there. If it's on your heart, I always say, if something is on your heart, it is there for a reason So let those like-minded friends be the support system, support each other, share, maybe even ask, like, what are you having resistance around right now? How can I help hold you accountable and cheer you on as you're out doing that next scary thing? I love that. I love that. All right, listeners. So today's,
1: today's lesson is say, well, yes to resisting resistance.